Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James and with me is Chester. Hello world. And Mal. Good morning all. This week we are we're anticipating the arrival of an Aussie icon, that's actually Japanese, mm-hmm. and discussing the relative merits of a trio of cars that have been in the Cars Guide garage this week. And we'll catch up with NASDAQ superhero and imminent star voyager in this week's Muskwatch. So stay with us. Uh, but first of all, we have had some feedback, which is always terrific. Great. Vic P says, cars we lost in 2019. How about entry-level variant, base model of the Mazda 2 and Mazda 3? Little wonder Kia had a stellar 2019 in a shrinking market. Yes. So that's an interesting observation. So technically Mazda still has an entry-level model. It's just more expensive and named differently now. So I do Mm. take the point, but it hasn't worked wonders for their sales in the three last year. All right. So uh, then Philip Chadwick says, happy new podcast, guys. Thank you. it's been like lost in the wilderness waiting for the new one since the last of 2019. Clearly next year we just need to podcast He on says Christmas so Day. good to have them back. How yeah, good is that? Well, Positive like, feedback. I love checks it. checks in the mail. That is fantastic. <laughs> um, Thanks, Ham- Dad. Hammer Rocks, a wonderful He's regular, back. says, Welcome back and happy new year, guys. Here's for an even better podcast in 2020. Thank you very much. We'll do our best. Light Side. I think our companies should reduce the amount of selection when it comes to safety features. Example, Kia's Seltos having a $1,000 safety pack. I'm fine with trim, engine, screen size, colour, etc. as options. But I think he's saying is I'm not okay with safety being a pay extra. Thing. Paying more for I safety agree. features. It's a bit yeah. like when uh, yeah. Toyota, I think, used to package air conditioning or a sunroof with ABS right. back yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> right. Right. Or was it Hyundai or Toyota? I can't remember, but one right. of them. One so of them. It, was, yeah. it was just a commodity. It had no special significance. Yeah, it's and just when you thought... Yeah. We I were through the woods and we had ABS standard. No. I thought the history there, just to go off track for a second, I thought the history was there that they realised pretty quickly that nobody would pay for safety equipment, but they wanted to give it to people. So the only way they could get people to tick the option box was to pair it with a better stereo Oh, is that the rationale? Oh, I think that was right. the reasoning behind okay. it at the perhaps, time. Perhaps, perhaps. But nonetheless, they were charging more for yes, safety. Yes, exactly. Yeah. As you were saying that, Mal's eyes were narrowing. I think... <laughs> I'm not sure he's in agreement that with That sounds you. like a PR answer, Chester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness I got my sunroof. All right. Triple Beam Miracle Dream says, 2020, the year we care more about a Yaris than a Lambo. And yes. in, in response, Drust Triple Nine says, well, I guess more people will be able to afford a Yaris over a Lambo. LOL. LOL. Um, well, and then Triple Beam Miracle Dream says, uh, nah, that new baby Lambo is cheap and looks cheap. I don't know which baby Lambo. I don't know what he means. About. A anyway, cheap baby Lambo. I've never heard of such a thing. But it's not Yaris, GR Yaris cheap. But, well, well, Yaris how, or Urus. How, how cheap is GR Yaris cheap going to be? That's the question. Well, um, this is in the context of a Lamborghini, of course. But, but for yeah, me, so. i got to tell you, every year has been more excited about a Yaris year than, or a hot hatch year than but a Lambo the, year. Mate, every as you year. know yeah. uh, better than most, the buzz around that Yaris oh, GR mate. has been immense, and, you know, uh, globally. And deserving. It yeah. is a really yeah. good thing. Yeah. Yeah, onwards and upwards. Yeah, for Toyota, how exciting. Now, Hammer, Hammer Rocks came back for a second go and said, your thoughts on the Ford Ranger Raptor V8? This is where you can ah, come in, Chester. Okay, sure. Do you think it is real? And do you think there is a market for a Raptor, uh, sorry, Ranger Raptor V8 coming upwards of 140K, uh, if reports are to be believed? Costing more than V8-powered full-size trucks like the Ram and some that are about to come here, fingers crossed, F-150, Tundra, Titan, all of those. Yes. So as far as your intel goes, mm-hmm. 
you're pretty certain that it is real. Yeah? yeah. So look, I'm certain that the project is real. I'm just not as certain that it's going to be as quick as uh, some other reports have suggested. So as in to launch or an acceleration? Uh, as in to launch. So oh. uh, initially, the, the the mail was that it was going to come next year, yeah. pre the uh, facelifted Raptor arriving in Alt Ranger arriving in 21. Mm-hmm. But having now spoken to just about everybody who could possibly be involved in the project and plenty who couldn't. Uh, it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. My my mail is that it is happening. Yes, um, yeah. but it's happening a little slower than than people realize. You, you also got a whiff of some potential other power plants, didn't you? Like you know, yeah. There's and there's still talk of a turbocharged V6 petrol engine, which um, you might remember one was spotted here in Australia. I think at the beginning of last year, maybe doing okay. some testing. Now okay. the word word was at the time that was for the US market. Um, yeah. But that would be an easier fit if it was going to be a global play. As long as it sits right-hand drive. Yeah, uh, and of course the V8 as well. But where that Mm. price came from, that $140,000 price, obviously that's not set in stone by any stretch of the imagination. That's just one of the engineers giving us a little bit of feedback. But the the point they were making was that it is a very complicated job. I bet. Um, A lot of people think you can just pull an engine out and put another engine in. That's really just not how it works. Because that's the conversation we had around the Gladiator as well. You know, why can't we just put a V8 in it? And yet you can. But then you can't make it safe, and yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. make it do all the things. That I mean, it, it will to fit. Oh, yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's just sure. the beginning. It's, it's worth warranting for five years, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But the other thing we need to consider is that you know, yes, it might fit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but we're approaching very quickly. Well, maybe not that quickly, but we're heading towards the next Ranger being shared. Yeah. And I think With you made that Amarok. point, didn't yeah. you, Chester? Which that that's opens when it may up happen. so exactly. many yeah. other opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think yeah. Diesel you d- But you design it in. And yeah. that's my thinking at the when, moment is next gen. When the mm. Raptor arrived, my lizard brain went straight to, it's got to have a V8. Yeah. You know, to be special in that way, yeah. Yeah. it's that kind of vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes instinctive kind of sense it for does. mine. But yeah. also, it, to, to answer that other question of how much is too much, mm-hmm. uh, that window of how much is too much has been completely rearranged for me over the last 24 months with people paying 100, 120, 130, 140 for new trucks. So yeah. how much is too much? Lord only knows. Oh, and you're, people are happy to pay And it. that's only considering the MSRP at the showroom, off yeah. the showroom floor. Have a gander at all the ones with subframe extensions that are sitting six inches high yeah, in that's stock. Right. And yes. That costs thousands of dollars. Absolutely. The, the aftermarket tires, spend is immense. The body, yes. the colour coding, the... Yeah. You name it. And then that it opens up a kind of fundamental flaw in the whole idea of going there and customising the car X-Factory because the whole idea of customising is to make it your own. To so personalise You know, that people yeah. love to go off and do it their own way. Um, so the Raptor's been successful, mind you, but um, that aftermarket is always going to have a place oh, yeah. when it well, comes to these absolutely. vehicles. One car we'll talk more about later, though, that will test that theory is the um, Intrek Warrior, the Navara yep. Intrek Warrior, yep. which they've basically chosen the bits they changed on that car based on the common upgrades that people are making, yep. common aftermarket upgrades. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. All right. But, it, but, but as JC points out, then you do end up in a position where your once original ute yeah. looks just like every other ute. Yeah, that's right. That's, true, yeah. You know? that's right. And you want to change it again just to yeah. change it. Now, um, so thank you very much to everyone for all of that yes, feedback. Yes, thank you. And Chesto, it's super timely that you're with us because yes. our main topic of discussion today is going to be a vehicle. It goes on the land. It cruises. Yes. It's, it's been a big part of the Australian landscape for some it time. It has, yeah. And there's some news. It is virtually an Australian-owned vehicle, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's big around the world as well, of course, but it, we treat it as one of our own. The now that we don't have a Falcon or Commodore, 
it is the nameplate. That's right. Yeah. Now, the yeah. vehicle, of course, is the Toyota Land Cruiser, and some news broke this week about the new one, the, the Land Cruiser 300 series. Now, full credit where credit is due. This story broke in a Japanese publication called Best Car Web Japan. Best Car uh, Web Japan. Now, is it an online... Uh, it's a. Ma- it's my understanding. There's actually a magazine. There's a mag- with physical an online, magazine with well. an online component. It's so strange because in Japan there are still so many. Yeah. Magazines. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so look, the mail they've got, and uh, it, it does seem to be pretty on the money. They have a lot of detail. Is that that we can expect a new Land Cruiser 300 series to arrive in August, August. 2020? Yeah. Arrive or be revealed? Well, be revealed, yeah. I should say. Be revealed yeah. in August 2020. But to be honest with you, given the life expectancy of the outgoing car that's been 12 years, I want to say. It'll be yeah. knocking on the door of three years yeah. in uh, September. Three years Since in terms production of its started. current Sorry, thir- did I say three years? You yeah, said 13. three. <laughs> yeah. 13, sorry, add 10 to that. Right. It'll be 13 years this September since the 200 series started production. Okay, maybe. so given that, you mm. would, I would assume that they're not going to reveal the car and then say, right, we'll see you in 24 months. I think they'll say, okay, you could you kind of have it now. You've had, you've so. had the last one. Now, big news, of course. In Australia, there has already been big news, which we reported on last year, and that is the fact that the V8 petrol engine gone, yeah. reverting to diesel. Now, Toyota justifies that decision by saying, look, 5% of people bought the petrol V8. Yep. I know that it's a great engine to have. It sounds cool, and you know, yep. we feel like we should have one, but the reality is nobody was And, buying. I mean, when all said and done, it wasn't a super high-power V8 no. either. And, no. and in a bus that big, yeah, um, exactly. it, it wasn't a powerhouse. And people yeah. liked what, what the diesel could offer in terms of torque. And it also follows them dropping the petrol V6 from the Hilux range earlier. Yes. Well, you know, people aren't buying it. Why sell it? No, that's right. And they just brought... Side topic: They just brought the petrol V8 back in the GR Sport in international markets. Uh, Hilux. Hilux. Yeah. V6. Yeah. 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 V- did yes. I say V8? V6. Yeah. Sorry, petrol V6. Wow. What yeah. is it with you guys? <laughs> Sorry. Did I say three? No, thirteen. Did I say V8? What's no, V6. Stand by for God, next week's should, retractions. Should not have had beers with lunch. That's <laughs> your name, Andrew or Anton? <laughs> anyway, or Millie. <laughs> Millie. Oh, yeah. So anyway. the, the 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 mail is then it's going to um, it, the engine of choice at least initially will be, instead be a three point a three point six liter V six hybrid engine powering wow. that car from right. the, from the Lexus family. Now there's, there are a few conflicting reports at the moment. Best Car Web has it as a as just a V six hybrid. That's the information they have at the moment. Plenty of other rumours circulating and quite good mail that it's going to be a twin turbo. V6 hybrid. So then doing a little bit more digging, Lexus has both of those engines on offer at the moment. It has a naturally aspirated V6 hybrid, which will produce 220 kilowatts and 350 newton meters, but that's before you take the electric motor into oh, consideration, okay. yeah, yeah. which adds 132 kilowatts and 300 newton meters. Well, now, obviously, you can't just combine those numbers together for a total output, but it's still a pretty solid output. But, it, but it's more solid than it than it sounds on paper. Yep. They also have the twin turbo V6, good for 310 kilowatts and 600 newton meters. Now, the the sort of mail bubbling around the interwebs at the moment is that there's going to be some sort of combination of those two factors. Um, so a hybrid twin turbo V6 engine or two V6s and uh, could be it, they could just join it at the crank yeah, one at the front one at the rear yeah, that's <laughs> right. we've seen such design for purpose uh, measures between the current 70 series and 200 series in that they've both got the 4.5 litre V8 but the 70 only gets a single turbo uh, yeah. So perhaps it's a single turbo. And you, you have to think, V6. too, that you could, by adding the hybrid element, you could increase the torque. By adding the mm. turbo element, you could increase the power, and you'd, mm. and you'd end up with a, a V6 engine that... And and even though it's a pretty big-ticket item, the economy, you know, the fuel efficiency would start to make a little more sense yeah. in such a big Yeah, absolutely. Vehicle. And can I just clarify something here that I'm sure everyone's going, oh, but you can't just have a hybrid in the Land Cruiser. This, Mel I think, is just audience, the headline honestly. engine. Yeah. Yeah, you know, 
there is a very, very strong chance we'll also see a proper turbo diesel. Yeah, look, that's definitely Australia. that's definitely not ruled out either. Yeah. So, so there are look some some publications are suggesting it'll be a one engine job. I, I'm not convinced yeah. that'll be the case, but um, rest assured that basically the look the hybrid's not a surprise. Toyota's been saying for quite a long time sort of nudge nudge wink wink mm. it, it will be fit for purpose don't worry etc right. etc et but the sort of unwritten part there was it, yeah. it's going to be a hybrid because the, the two things for me that stand out are hybrid and Toyota has been so strident yeah. in terms of that is where we're heading across the range absolutely and the TNGA platform that yes. it sits on how scalable that yeah, is yeah, yeah. that here it goes sitting under an enormous vehicle like yep. this but one but it's yeah. not just scalable so the report says TNGA it's a ladder frame right. version of the TNGA platform so yeah. TNGA has not been paired with ladder frame yet yeah. and that's no. how Sounds like, you well, know, saying a Yaris on a Hilux. I mean, you tend to think of it as a piece of metal shaped. It, it's a platform. Yeah. It's a way of underpinning a car. Yeah. Really, it's and, a concept. And I take, yeah, I take this to mean that TNGA, and I think they've said this from the word go, that TNGA isn't about shared components. It's a, it's a shared philosophy. That's exactly. Right. In That's the right. same way that Skyactiv with the. You know, the Mazda MX-5 mm-hmm. is still on a Skyactiv platform that the Mazda 3 has and yep. the Mazda 2 has, even though the MX-5 is longitudinal rear-wheel drive. There's elements that have been skewed. Exactly. But yeah. it follows the same philosophy, but in that format. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, it'll be very interesting to see a TNGA ladder frame. So sure would. A few more little bits and bobs for you. So, th- th- these guys have done a lot of digging here and have a lot of information, so bear with me. So, in, in terms of your dimensions, it- it's going to be... Uh, Basically, 4.9 metres in length, 1.9 metres in width, 1.8 metres in height. Add a couple of millimetre either side there to to make it up. Uh, And ride on a uh, 2,850 millimetre wheelbase. (gasps) We know the wheelbase. Eight seats or five seats, two rows or three rows. uh, And tyre sizes that roll from 17 to 20 inch. So they, they've got a lot of data there, a lot you of bet. information. Someone um, knows something. So yeah, exactly. I didn't realise we knew the wheelbase. Is you, the wheelbase you longer? You have pressed the mal wheelbase button. Yes, right? that's right. Once you yeah. do that, 50 just, mil. there's yeah. no turning back. I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. Because that, that's been my big question mark for 300. <laughs> no, in honesty. Oh, no. I trust you. They've, my understanding is they kept the basically the same wheelbase between 100 series and 200 series uh, to maintain its ramp over angle and off-road ability. I see. But it's meant for a rather small back seat in yep. the 200. Okay. So, but remember, all I would say on the on the new Land Cruiser, and there has been so much uh, sort of thirst for, for information on this car for a long time, uh, and this story has proven no difference. It's gone mm. bananas. Almost every website in the world, every outlet in the world has now covered it with sort of rabid excitement. But yep. Toyota has said from the very beginning that they, they promise it'll be fit for purpose. It won't disappoint. It'll fulfill the promise of Land Cruiser. And to me, it sounds like it might be a little different but it will still fulfill that promise. But for Toyota, this is Toyota's MX-5. Yeah. You know, Mazda spent way more money than, you know, would make financial sense on Just the MX-5. Just on that model stream. Yeah. yeah. Toyota's the same. Yeah, exactly. Thing. I don't think they're going to get it wrong. Oh, no, Their global presence has been built on this nameplate. Yeah. They'll obviously do a GR version and go uh, full performance well, that with will it be too, next, That'll be my next question. <laughs> don't you worry about you that. You know exactly where you hear <laughs> about that first. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that is, slash news. that is fantastic. I think um, what we'll move on to now is our garage and some of the vehicles that we've been experiencing, assessing all of that stuff during the week. Now, I would like to kick off with you, Mal. And uh, I think we alluded uh, alluded to it earlier. Um, It's a Nissan product, but it's not the Warrior. It's the Warrior. Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) So just before Christmas, I went to the final uh, media launch for the Intrek Warrior, which is... 
and, and we're of. talking. Sorry, we're talking Navara. Navara and Trick Warrior. Navara and Trick Warrior. Yep. yep. So it's kind of Nissan's approach to. Uh, not, uh, sorry, Nissan's. Um, application of the Raptor formula. Okay. Uh, but the, what they've done is they've wound up with a car that's cheaper than the Wild Track. Mm. So, wow. anyway, it's exciting. They've done a lot to it. It's cool. got bigger tyres. It's got taller suspension uh, and Australian developed bits too. It's got the visual package, uh, no extra herbs under the bonnet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is a bit of a theme as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the that, Raptor. That it's yeah. largely around all the other stuff, yep. not just yep. under the bonnet. Yep, and look, the 2.3-litre twin turbo uh, already makes 140 kilowatts and 450 newton metres, and uh, it's certainly adequate. Mm. Yeah. But uh, So, yeah, so I went to the launch just before Christmas, and then I was lucky enough to have the car in Sydney over the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did everything with that car. Unreal. Uh, it was good to spend time with it on the road. I think you did the Fig Desert race in it, didn't you, as well? Just <laughs> no. No, I no. wanted to, but it wasn't held over the Christmas oh, okay. period. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, maybe Perry Decker. Yeah. Which also... Isn't held over the Christmas period. Oh, I don't know. But, you know... The Mal 1000. I did the Mal 1000. Over the mountains. Yeah, yeah. And the Mal 1000 included uh, all sorts of jobs uh, with the bushfire uh, threat. It wound oh, up being oh, my gosh, yeah. you know, standby escape vehicle a few times loaded to the hilt. Yep. Uh, that tray is no different to a regular Navara, yep. but uh, the tub tray... But uh, the tie-down points in that thing is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's still a USP among uh, other like commercial utes. Uh, what else did I do? We've got pictures of all this stuff happening in the background. Yeah, great. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I carried a three-seat couch in the tray. Good on you. Uh, what, with you the carried the... Th- you carried the three-seat couch with in the tray. The Navara, and then you put it in the, the tray, tray and then took it somewhere. <laughs> Plus a couple of <laughs> armchairs. Plus a couple of armchairs. Yep. Yep, right. all at once. So it was Mel's mobile lounge yep. over well, Christmas. Lounge room. Lounge room. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, did a great job. And how was it on-road? The focus of that car is off-road, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it, rather than on? Yeah, but they've, they've, they've paid a lot of attention to the initial bump compliance, Yeah, uh, which is you know how we spend our time on the road. Uh, it is a lot better than a regular Navara. Is it? Great. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Particularly one on the bigger 18-inch wheels. Yeah. So the Warrior's on 17-inch wheels with massive sidewalls on those all-terrain tyres. Uh, it's not quite up to the range of kind of wild track uh, yep. level of compliance and comfort, yep. yeah. but it is a lot better. Yeah, okay. But th- the big thing for me yep. is I really, really look forward to other ute brands applying this formula well, uh, with th- local bits to make big improvements to the car with minimal change. That's just what I going to say, space. Mel. I mean, at the risk of stating the bleeding obvious, mm. it is clearer than ever that this is where people are putting their dollars that yeah. may have previously opted for a V8 Commodore yep. or, you know, a Performance Falcon or those kinds yep. of things. The um, flexibility of these vehicles family-wise mm-hmm. and yep. then you, you modify it and customise it in a different way. Yep. It's the, the new kind of performance it's, it's also sort of half a return to Australian manufacturing, weirdly. Oh, too right. You know, because we are producing these things. I should point out too, the range of V8 we were talking about earlier too does look like it'll be a local engineering job as well as uh-huh. opposed to... As opposed to, to an factory And possibly our... our uh Seat of the pants vibe is telling us by the same organisation that's doing the Warrior. Yeah, possibly, possibly through Premcar. Possibly. That's a big fat possibly, yes. I know. Yeah, Un- right. Unconfirmed but, at this point, but, but possibly. But Premcar are the people who used to make GT Falcons sure. and F6 Typhoons and such. Yes, they are absolutely. FPV so by another name. they've got those name. skills. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, go them. It's great to see. All but, right, and just a, a, a round ballpark dollar figure? Uh, it's, I think it's 56 on the road okay. for the manual and about 60-odd on the road for the auto, yep. which is really good value for a ute. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. 
we will move on. Okay. Chesto. Yes. To your good self, different kind of vehicle altogether. Very different type of vehicle. And because I am a man of the people, I chose the cheapest AMG to spend my time <laughs> in, which was nice. Oh. So yeah, yeah. I was in the uh, AMG A35, uh, listed 67200 which is, in by AMG terms, cheap. Sure, you that's know, their entry point. By yeah. budget, it's very expensive. Yeah. And um, well, I don't think we're, no, we're sure where the new A45 will come in yet, do we? But well, no, yeah, but no it, there's been no, nothing official. It's definitely $10,000 cheaper than where the old A45 started. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so, and to be honest but, with you... But a hefty jump over a Golf R. Yes, but you're paying for premium, aren't you, my friend? That's the magic. You're paying for premium. And look, to be honest with you, the thing I love about a lot of hot hatches, but this one in particular, is the fact that really... It is all the car that I really need. I, I would need to go to an A45. I would need to go bigger. It's got a, a two-liter uh, turbocharged engine, 225 kilowatts and 400 newton meters. doesn't sound like a staggering amount of power. It is in real terms in that car. It's plenty. Sure. Um, Seven-speed dual-clutch auto. What's the 0 to 100 climb? 4.7 seconds. <laughs> wow. And the original so A45. Five second car. Yeah. The original A45 was 4.6 yeah. when it hit. So it so, is, wow. and then I, like most German cars, in fact, most cars, it's limited to a top speed of 250. Not that I got anywhere near that officer, but on your driveway, on my driveway, yeah. But uh, yeah, look for me, it it ticks a lot of it ticks a lot of boxes. It mm. is, um, it again has all the power that I need. It's actually by AMG standards or by performance car standards, relatively comfortable when you want it to be. There are a couple of gripes. It's it scrapes terribly under the nose over even yeah. the slightest of divots. Yeah. Uh, which always just makes me like makes my skin crawl when you hear that noise. Yep, um, just and the other nerve wracking to drive around too. Yeah, I mean you're always sort of. This will mean no, this will mean nothing to most of our listeners, but one of the places where we pick the cars up from in Sydney just happens to be at the end of a driveway that's like that. <laughs> so that's always the most nerve wracking moment. Okay, and then the other little sort of gripe which I mentioned earlier. I know this is a tiny thing, but it annoys me. Car companies this have rushed to this USB C. Format, which yeah. is the tiny little USB plugs in cars now, which is uh, ambi upside downiness. Is it? Okay, well, there you go. Well, I can tell you that I've never actually used one. I've ah. just tried to jam the big plug in there and then got frustrated. As an Android user, it's a godsend. Really? But you need a double-ended USB-C. But what's the difference? Why is it a godsend it. for an Android user? Why, why is that different to? Oh, well, that's my that's my standard power port, and you can. Oh, I see what you're saying. Upside down, whatever direction. Yeah, okay, right. That's great. Well, as an iPhone user, like most of the sensible people in the planet. Most. It's, that's uh, a strong word. If you haven't met him before, that's smug mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that, but, so that was We've a We've never met smug James. A, a, uh, look, a slight annoyance. But apart from that, look, it, it is a good bit of kit. It yep. is. It, it maybe doesn't have... Um, the kind of emotion of the old A45 with its like with its gunshot exhaust and yeah. it's it's got launch control, but the A45's launch that's, control that's, is that's really about all it lacks. The new 45 right? is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but in terms of an entry level AMG product, that's going to you know put a smile on your face it's when you want it to. You know, because the there's part of me that thinks you, that's all the car I need in terms of a hot hatch. Fiesta ST is yeah. kind of a bit of that. Another a couple mm. of ladders that uh, rungs right. down the ladder. You know, yeah. it's so much fun in the city. And mate, at the risk of harping on about it, this uh, Yaris GR you'll find is uh, okay. uh, is plenty That's of car for plenty Let's of people too. Let's not forget the i30N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good as well. Yep. I've, absolutely. For twenty seven thousand dollars less. Yeah. But Around again, you're paying for the you know that you know you're paying for the AMG ness of the thing. Of course, but, but still, of course, it's, um, and and Australians love AMG products. I, I think from memory, <laughs> we're still the biggest per capita market of, yeah. or maybe we're no, second no, not now. per capita. It's in terms of the model mix. Model mix. So okay. in terms of the total number of Mercs sold in this market, 
we have the greatest proportion oh, the highest of percentage AMGs of that are AMG. Okay, that gotcha. That number. Which is a common uh, proportion among other manufacturers too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we have performance yeah, BMW M. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We love fast cars. Yeah, yeah. And apparently we have a lot of money. Yeah. All right, well, Apparently. speaking of which, I'll chip in with the car that I've been driving, which is a BMW X6 M50i, um, and it's a twin-turbo 4.4-litre V8. Speaking of plenty of money. Um, 390 kilowatts, 750 newton metres, and all I will say is that it's fast. It's really fast, properly fast. Yeah. Um, it's also fast. It's quick. It's rapid. You know, it's all yeah. those things. Is it fast? <laughs> is it yeah, fast? It's fast, right, fast. <laughs> but is it an enjoyable fast or a vaguely terrifying it's, fast? It feels like a, a kind of obscene fast yeah. because... You know, you're not going to use that. And that's the way it goes with a lot of cars. I reckon that throttle response is second only to electric cars. You reckon? It's it's so good. I, I think it's, uh, you get the full leather. Off it's the got mark. four zone climate control, laser headlights, all these kind of U-Butte latest and greatest bits. Just at an emotional level, it looks aggressive. Yeah. It yeah. really says, you know, I'm, I'm after you. The back of it looks like a piece of origami and the mm. front just looks like a kabuki warrior kind of burning yep. a laser. And it puts on a decent light show as you approach it too. Yeah, From the mirrors course. right down the sides of the car. So the headlights sort of wake up. Any mm. of these fastback SUVs, it's all about the optics, yeah? It's, mm. about, it's about how it looks. I think you've got to be ready for that in terms of its personality to be your device of choice for your mm. family or whatever it is because it's, it has a big personality as yeah. well. I reckon it rides quite nicely for a yeah. performance-themed Yeah, it's on big rims. I can't remember exactly what, but uh, yeah, it's on quite big wheels. Soft. Do you mean it's a bit exhausting like to, to use it as your daily? Is that what you mean? It's just a, It could be. Yeah. I mean, for, uh, over the week I drove it, I was like, yeah, I think um, yeah, I've done my time here. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. It's got so much performance that it's like holding the reins on yeah, a horse. You yeah, know, yeah. You're trying mm. to keep it uh, down and, and calm all the time. Yeah. And that rearward visibility is always a surprise, I think. You know, you're in a big SUV, you look back, and you've got a letterbox hole. Yeah, you can't see much. And, and yeah, the yeah. joys of uh, of double demerits, too, at the moment. You know, <laughs> Joyous. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll give you just a quick side topic. I, I have a, a long-term road that I'm running at the moment, the Hyundai Tucson yes. uh, Active X. And yes. uh, it's got a cruise control function that I, one of those old-school ones I haven't used in some time, which is very good at maintaining its speed up hills, but then just completely just gives up on the way down. down. the hill. Yeah. So you're, I'm sitting on the freeway thinking, yep, locked into 110, no problem at all. Look down, I'm suddenly going 125 and double demerits. It's, it's that's, yeah, that's nasty. That's, that, that shows its age, doesn't it? Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fundamental age. All right, speaking of being wow. at a fundamental age, it's time for <laughs> Musquatch. Musquatch. Okay, and we're going to start off with upgrades. Now, thanks to Electric, Fred Lambert got this story for Electric. John McLaughlin was surprised when his wife called to tell him that she was now able to use some full self-driving features on their Model 3, mm. um, even though they didn't buy those options. So, uh, this prompted him, this is John McLaughlin, to look at the upgrade section of the mobile app. Interestingly, the app said I'd purchased all the eligible upgrades. Odd, I hadn't purchased anything. So I proceed to click on purchases within the mobile app only to see two invoices, one for the new performance boost and another for FSD. I'm not sure what FSD is. That might be some kind of FSD, GST or oh, I'm, maybe it's a Tesla feature. Anyway, he said that his credit card was charged $9,700 oh. without, quote, without his knowledge or authorization. 
and we'll have some imagery for people watching on YouTube. Quick interruption. Full yeah. self-driving. It is Full self-driving. Oh, oh, right thank on. you very much. Of course it is. Can I ask, does John have a two-year-old that might borrow his smartphone? <laughs> he could do. He could do. This and could explain it. Bear in mind, full self-driving is a future promise. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not a here and now. So and he's paid for something. And they're US, the US dollars <laughs> to <I> presume? <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, oh ouchie. Um, that's a big so, credit card. So last month, Tesla introduced software upgrades available for sale through its app, in just one click, the first feature available was the acceleration boost. McLaughlin doesn't remember ordering any upgrades. There you go, two-year-old possible solution to this mm. problem now. Um, he contacted Tesla's customer service and was surprised when they told him that the purchase was final and non-refundable. Oh, get out of here. How good's that? Do they not have an ACCC? But then Elon came on Twitter. Another person challenged him on this. Uh, and he said, just saw this today. Tesla refunds in general should be easy to get electronically and certainly through customer service will be addressed. Ah. Okay, so uh, he, and it was to a person who has about a half a million Twitter followers and the person followed up and said, don't you think you should be doing this anyway? Not just because a person with oh, a decent right. number yeah, of exactly. Twitter followers put it to you. Um, have you guys ever tried calling Tesla customer service? No. Well, have you? No. Yeah, I did. Did you? Just yeah. randomly? Yeah, but instantly <laughs> goes to a call center <laughs> so, in America. How's it going? And I sat there for 20 minutes, no one answered. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's probably true of most car companies, though, to be fair. Then. And most customer services. Yeah, that's call true. Yeah, it's yeah. not isolated <laughs> to the that's car true. world. Or getting on there and but explaining your problem and then magically the call drops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, is uh, just quickly, is there a happy ending to this one or we don't know yet? We don't know it yet. It will be addressed. We just to don't be know continued. how. Okay. To be continued. Same bat channel, same bat time. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Then we've also got uh, the Falcon 9. So um, on Twitter, uh, a simulation of the first crewed flight, crewed, not crewed, but people, e as in a crew, crew that's yeah. right, uh, flight of the Falcon 9 slash Dragon in 2020. Um, and at NASA has been included on this uh, post. So it's what's going to happen. The astronauts getting aboard and blasting off into outer space. Mm -hmm. So Prani Pathol who is, uh, that's his real name. That I'm sounds guessing. like a made-up name, yeah. Uh, has been made a render of the Cybertruck with Starman on Mars and captioned it, Our Destiny is in the Stars. Okay, so these, oh. are, these are the people in this chain. And Mary has said, is this likely in February, meaning February <laughs> this year? <laughs> Two weeks And Elon's now. come back and said, Crew Dragon should be physically ready and at the Cape in Feb, but completing all safety reviews will probably take a few more months Probably take a few <laughs> more months. What a button-down space then. plan that is. Oh, it'll probably take a few nah, more look, months. We'll run a finger over it for eight weeks and we'll send her up. He's, what he's exactly. Just give yeah. it a squeeze. <laughs> give it a bath. Right. Put a bat on the launch pad and up she goes. <laughs> the, um, and then he followed up by saying, new technology development schedules tend to exhibit a version of Zeno's paradox at any given point. You're halfway there. And I'm not, I had to go and have a look at that. Yeah. And it means, okay, we're walking from here to a point in the distance. To get there, you've got to get halfway there. Yeah. And then when you're at that point, you've got to get halfway there. And then when you're at that point, you've got to get, you're yeah. always halfway, halfway there. there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was an, another one, which was Achilles and the tortoise. So Achilles is quick, very fleet of foot. The tortoise is slow as. The tortoise starts very close to the finish line. Achilles starts way back here, but can, by means of logic, never overtake the tortoise. Because as Achilles moves, the tortoise is able to move a little bit. Yeah. And as Achilles moves again, the tortoise can move a little bit till they go off to this infinite point and the Achilles can never overtake the tortoise. Oh, there you go. Um, learning all sorts of Greek 
theories. I'm going to go home there and race the turtle just to put oh, the test. Get the, turtle, uh, get the turtle down and run past it <laughs> I'll, just to I'll prove that you're not going into insane. one of those rockets. And your so Achilles. All that was for free. <laughs> now, um, hats off to Elon as well because he has in the Tesla merch um, uh, wardrobe, has come up with a black T-shirt with a graphic of a broken window. Good on him for raining. Where, as if a steel ball had hit it, yeah. uh, which I think is really good. Tip yeah. of the hat to him. Good on um, him. After, it's taken a few weeks to come up with that. Oh, I He's think invented submarines It's pretty quick that. out of the blocks, I've got to say. Mm. Um, now, the other thing... The late motor show was November. Um, yeah, the other thing is the Pennsylvania Treasury, of all things, has been trolling the living daylights out of Elon really? on Twitter. Apparently, it started in August last year. So Mashable has got this story. They've been following it. started in August, and the Pennsylvania Treasury will come up with tweets like this. What if we took something like a subway but made it unfathomably expensive and only for cars and also make sure that it will never work? Elon Musk, a genius. <laughs> That's the Pennsylvania Treasury. Now, they've done their homework and found out that it's legit, yeah. that it is the Pennsylvania Treasury. And some of the comments are fantastic. This is truly embarrassing statement. I've direct family in PA, and I know they would be bored to find out their taxes are paying for this person's salary to spend time on Twitter, bad-mouthing an American icon that is transitioning us to sustainable energy. And another person says... WTF is this tweet. Don't represent my state like this, please. And the guillotine shouter says, the nerds are out in force. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mashable reckons that the response from Treasury is, it's not some specific thing about Musk. The real conversation is about investment in public infrastructure versus a private company trying to do this stuff. Uh, wealth and income inequality, corporate power, etc., but clearly Musk gets people thinking about this stuff. Essentially, it's trolling to spur public yeah, discourse. Yeah, and fair point too. I you mean, know? It's amazing. But just a, yeah. a, a government utility or a government entity doing that is rather extraordinary. Wait, before we get too obsessed with him saving the planet, can we talk about his space waste again for a moment? We'll oh. circle back to that in a couple of weeks. But oh. the, the you, sent me, you sent me a text, and it was a fairly terse exchange because yeah. <laughs> he's only sent up another 30,000 satellites That's right, yeah. into space. Anyway. Anyway. We'll uh, yes, we will get back. But to regular that. listeners of the show will recognise the, the, uh, the share price issue. is at five hundred eighteen dollars fifty. Incredible. So it was four hundred eighty-one when we spoke last week, and Elon is looking at three hundred fifty million dollars as a bonus if Tesla maintains an average market value of one hundred billion over the course of six months, yeah, including during its most recent thirty-day period. So Tesla has yet to reach that mark, although it's already already worth more than larger rivals General Motors and Ford combined. Combined, incredible. Uh, and it could very well reach uh, that six-month average of over 100 billion in the first half of this year. So, question this without notice to the Cybertruck being a very clear ploy. You oh, reckon? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. To, to boost it, and it sounds like it's retained it. Well, they're making good ones in Russia. Like we, as are. we as covered in they the are. podcast, yeah, but Tesla's not making any money out of it. <laughs> no, no. Um, just quickly, do we know what, where he's at now? How close is he to that valuation at the moment? How much further well, does he have to go? He's not there. He's, what has to happen is it has to get to that mark and then stick and then over hold. it for six months. Okay. And the and I uh, give a hat tip to CNN was saying that it could well happen in this first six months of the year. Amazing, that, that could be the case. Do you reckon he'll hang around then if he gets his? Uh, yeah. Half a billion so. dollars? I reckon he's done all the hard yards, you know, when he went production hell and he yeah, was sleeping yeah, yeah. in the factory and the wedding what marquee d- what went did up it take, and all that yeah. stuff. What did it take for Howard Hughes to take his finger off the button? Mental illness? <laughs> <I'd say. laughs> 
Oh, death. Yeah, that too. But preceded by significant mental health. <laughs> yeah, he hung on. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, look, and not that we should make light. And it was that. actually quite his long fingernail on the butt in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> actual thing. Okay, with that, Get we have in. reached the finish line. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Chester. And thank you, Chesto. Thank, thank you, you all. Andrew. Thank and you, Mel. Thanks to our in house Foley artist and key grip, Georgia, for her extreme multitasking abilities. She's gone for the knitted sarong with a leather and lace kind of crop top combinations. Fantastic. Yeah. She's taken up Amazing. Mr. Pritchard's penchant for I think she high fashion. Might have borrowed that from Mr. Pritchard. Mate, Mr. Pritchard's crop top for sure. Please pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us and remember you can watch us on YouTube. Before we go, Muse that mate of mine was in a prang earlier this week. Um, look, he was okay, but his guitar came off second best. It was a classic Fender Bender. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Happy New Year. Everyone. Steel body, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs>